there's a good chance your kid isn't playing because the coach doesn't like him. Now, before you decide it's time to sell your house and go shopping for a new coach and a new house, consider trying these six tips to help your kid become one of his coach's favorites without turning him into a little brown noser. And if you want to help other parents who share your problem, watch this video until the end, give it a like, and subscribe to the channel. Now, there are three categories of caring that your kid must master to get the coach to like them so much that the coach will do anything within reason to get your kid more playing time. First, your kid needs to master the art of showing care for the coach. Now, this is super important. So three of the first of the six tips I'm sharing with you fall under this category. Tip one, your kid needs to become a master of making eye contact. As a coach, there's almost nothing worse than speaking to the team and seeing a handful of kids looking at something other than you. Of course, coaches know that kids have a hard time paying attention and that they aren't trying to insult them with this type of behavior. But most people respond negatively to undesirable behavior, regardless of how old you are. Your kid's coach is more likely to like her if she sits or stands up straight and locks eyes with the coach because it shows a high level of engagement and appreciation for the coach's time. If your kid adds in some well-timed head nods to further show that they are paying attention to the coach, the coach will be further drawn into your kid's likability trap. Now, this is important because coaches look for signs that they can count on players when things get difficult. It's hot. It's cold. The team is down 14 points in the fourth quarter. Those moments of difficulty make it challenging for athletes to focus on the next play. But athletes who are consistently locked in build trust with their coaches. Now, I know it's hard for some kids to pay attention, but this is worth working on. And if you're thinking, oh, this tip is useless. My kid can't pay attention to anyone or anything for longer than five seconds. I need you to stop the excuses and start getting creative. Your kid can do anything they believe they can do. And their self-belief starts with your belief in them and how you guide them. So here's an idea that might work for you. Turn it into a game. Tell your kid to pretend he's in a staring contest and the way to win is to never look away from the coach's eyes. Let him know that he'll win a weekly reward that is small but significant to him if you don't catch him looking away from the coach more than three times that week. Remember to have fun with this. Be encouraging but not unbearable. Be lenient at times where you see great effort and improvement. Perfection is not the goal here. Now, tip number two, discourage your kids from making excuses or complaining about anything, especially about athletic performance and playing time. Complaining and excuse making are nasty habits that young athletes should stop immediately. This type of behavior negatively impacts the one doing the complaining and excuse making along with everyone around him. Negative, whiny, complaining kids who don't take responsibility for their actions become negative, whiny, complaining adults who don't take responsibility for their actions. Then they teach their kids to become just like them. No one wants to be around these kind of people. And everyone wants to be around people who are constantly smiling and genuinely excited about practice no matter the circumstances. If you tend to complain or make excuses about things that don't go well in your life, it's not too late to make a change and save your kids from adopting your bad habits. Another way your kids can show that they care about their coaches is if they are prepared. So many of my coaches from junior high to the NFL used to say, be where you're supposed to be. It's a powerful statement that means so many things all at once, but it basically means be prepared. If I'm supposed to be in class at a certain time, that means I need to be prepared to tell some of my friends no thanks when they want to linger in the halls or skip school. If I'm a linebacker and my job is to shoot the A-gap on a particular blitz, I can only do that if I'm prepared in advance. That means reading my playbook, watching film, practicing it in my mind, and confidently executing in practice. Being where you're supposed to be means anticipating the obstacles in the path to your goal and having a plan to overcome them. A great way to model this behavior for your young athletes is putting them in charge of getting to practice on time. Parents are ultimately responsible for this since they're the ones driving, but there are so many details on the practice or game day checklist that kids can take lead on. For example, 
example, my parents taught me how to do laundry at an early age, and it was my responsibility to make sure I had a clean uniform before my games. Of course, my mom helped at times, but it was my fault if we were late because I had to wash my uniform or I couldn't find it. Another example is the fact that my chores had to be done before we left for games. So I was late to a few games before figuring out that preparedness was the constant factor in being where I was supposed to be. The next category of caring your kid must master is showing care for their teammates. If I eat, you eat is a motto great teammates live by. It means exactly what it sounds like. I'm going to stack up wins throughout this practice or game and I'm going to help my teammates do the same. You're teaching your kid to be the ultimate winner when you push the lesson that helping teammates succeed ultimately helps your kid succeed. And when your kid gets this, their coaches will notice and the rewards will soon follow. Your kid helping her teammates get ahead might take the form of being a weightlifting buddy, practicing skills together after practice, or knowing their teammates assignment in addition to their own. Maybe it's just helping a teammate with her homework or lending a calculator in a time of need. But one of the easiest ways your kid can show care for their teammates is to offer words of encouragement when their teammate makes a mistake or has a bad day. And parents can easily model this behavior at home when their kid does something wrong that they know they shouldn't have done. Correct the behavior, but make sure that they know that their mistake doesn't define who they are and you are confident that they won't make the same mistake in the future. A little grace goes a long way to building young men and women of character. The fifth tip is a great one. Teaching your kids to speak up when someone's getting bullied is teaching them a leadership superpower that coaches will notice right away. You already have to teach your kid how to stand up to bullies, so you may as well teach them how to protect others from bullies while you're at it. Leaders are strong protectors. They don't join in to make fun of someone who is perceived to be weak by a group of kids following the lead of a bully. Standing up to a bully is risky, but most of us know that bullies are fearful people who gain strength from fear. Show no fear and they shrivel. It's pretty fun to watch it happen, actually. Coaches love when players stand up for someone who's getting bullied because in addition to showing leadership, it helps coaches do their jobs. So many things are happening within the team that shouldn't happen and the coach is frequently unaware of it. One of my favorite moments as a football player is when a teammate who was constantly bullied by other teammates finally stood up for himself. It shocked everyone who saw it and this teammate's self-confidence seemed to blossom overnight. He went from the guy everyone wanted to go against in practice to a guy people avoided, even feared. I only wish I had said something to the bully before it got to that point though. To be honest, speaking up for teammates who were being bullied is an area I initially struggled with. I never joined the bullying and typically thought that that was enough, but I unfortunately found out how wrong I was when my failure to speak up for a teammate contributed to us losing a state championship my senior year of high school. Losing brings so many lessons, and the lesson I learned in this case was when you see something toxic happening within your team, you have to say something. Now, parents can easily model this behavior by never gossiping about people, whether or not your kids are around. And if you find yourself in a gossipy conversation, step up and let everyone know that you're not interested in talking about other people's problems behind their back, primarily because you have enough problems of your own. Now, the last category of caring your kid must master is to show care for themselves. And the best way your kid can show care for herself is to be herself. Now, I could talk a long time about this, but I'll keep it brief and save the rest for a future video. Coaches need leaders, and your kid being himself is the best way to show that he's a leader. Show me a man who's worried about whether others think his girlfriend or wife is pretty, and I'll point to a boy whose parents rewarded fitting in over being himself. Kids made fun of me fairly often when I was growing up. Even the Vietnamese foreign exchange student in the fourth grade took his shots at me. He would hold his hands up like this and say, Wamelon, Wamelon, to poke fun at how big my head was, or I guess is, because it's still pretty big. Kids made fun of my clothes because they weren't cool, too, they were too big or they were too small. They made jokes about me sounding white, caring too much about school, not going to parties, not doing drugs, and being a virgin. But my dad taught me that I don't answer to those people, and I only need to consider who 
who God says I am. It helped me smile when someone made fun of me, and I turned those moments into a game where I, I would see how fast I could get someone to lose interest in making fun at my expense. At some point, it became second nature, and social pressure doesn't work on me to this day. If I'm gonna do something stupid, it's because it was my idea, all right? Now like, share, and subscribe if you want others to be helped as much as you were by this video. There's way too much garbage out there getting shared to not respond with something positive. Thanks so much for your time, and have a blessed day.